welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Hey, I am super duper glad that you're listening today. Um, in Missouri, it's a little cool, so my voice is a little bit um, <clears throat> taxed right now, but I'm going to do the best I can um, because something is really on my heart. And as you drive or however you listen to this and whoever you are, I hope you'll listen. Uh, a lot of my content is directed toward women and directed toward pastor's wives. However, this, if you go to a church <laughs> in any capacity, you need to hear this, okay? Um, as you know, if you've heard any part of me before, I am a pastor's wife, and my husband pastors a somewhat large church in the Midwest, and I have two children. And actually, I lie. I have one child, one child and one man. <laughs> my oldest is in his late 20s. Um, he wouldn't like me saying that because he's entering his late 20s. And my youngest is 12, as this is being recorded. And my oldest um, has navigated this sector of being a PK or a pastor's kid um, very well um, through the years. He's very... I actually interrupted this piece of audio to say he's an extrovert. I accidentally said an introvert initially. Let's get back in. So um, interacting with people and the eyes on him has never been a challenge for him at all, really. I can't remember ever. Um, after church, as you know, there's a line usually that forms with the pastor. And I have a, a little bit of a line that forms. And I love my church family for that. I mean, we are so loved. Um, and then my eldest son has his little line um, all his life pretty much, right, since we've been there. And my youngest, um, while he is, um, he loves the church and he loves the people of the church, um, it's harder for him because he's something of an introvert. Now, again, he loves the hugs. Don't get me wrong. He loves the people. Um, but even as, like, about as early as four, I remember it being a challenge for him because um, people would pick him up and give him love without him knowing how to process it. He was a kid. Um, he was a baby. Um, and I, one thing I never did, though, was force him to go to people, you know, because I felt like that was a dangerous, slippery slope in, in the world. Of, uh, it's, there are pedophiles out there, and I want him to only go to people he's comfortable going to and allowing people to touch him who he's comfortable to touch, and that's something I was really sensitive to. So if my baby didn't go to you, you didn't hold my baby. Um, and I think that's important for pastor's wives to hear and think about because um, our children are not public property. We are not public property. So I think it's okay to have those boundaries. But I remember my son was maybe three and a half, four. He could barely talk. And we pulled into the church parking lot. And I remember him crying in the back seat. I looked at the review, just casual, and he cried. He was crying quietly. And I asked what's wrong, and he said, so many people, so many people. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is not going to be easy for him. And he is my priority, right? So I was like, oh my gosh. And so I told him, I tell you what, you don't have to talk to anyone. You just stay close to mommy and hold my hand. And I'm going to guard you a little bit and shroud you. But here's the funny thing. All those people love us. And they loved him. And all they wanted to, was to, wanted to do was show their love to him. 
But when you're a little person looking up at all these people that you maybe don't remember their faces or you really don't know very well, that's frightening. So point one, if you are a, a church member, be sensitive to the pastor's children. Be sensitive to the fact that even though you know them, you've known them since they were infants maybe, they don't really quote unquote know you. So that's scary for them. These are little people that have to look up to some 100 or more people that have an advantage on them with height and everything and strength, all of that. So be sensitive. Go gently is what my, my, my admonition for you there is. And number two, if you're a pastor's wife, be sensitive to your kids. This is hard for them, um, especially if they're introverts. If they're extroverts, you have to protect them a whole other way. But if they're introverts, it can be harrowing to go to church and to walk into that building. And I always wondered if that's one of the reasons, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this, if that's one of the reasons pastor's kids leave the church. They develop this distaste for it. Um, it becomes repugnant so early that they leave it because all of these little factors add up. I would love to hear your opinion on that. Number three. I think that as the children get older, mine is, is getting taller, voice changing, which means that everything embarrasses him, right? <laughs> if you have a preteen, let me know, because that's, it's like at that age, everything embarrasses him. I was singing um, something in the parking lot, not even loud. Oh, I know, I was singing, walk with me, Lord, <laughs> walk with me. And I was singing it quite, kind of quiet, and I'm not a singer, as you can tell. Um, but I was singing it kind of quietly, and he looked over at me like, oh my gosh, if only I could, like David, if I could be a bird and fly away. I mean, so he's at that age where everything embarrasses him. And so I think, he hasn't talked to me about it, but I think even when our family at church mentions his um, changing voice, I think it's a little embarrassing for him. Um, I think it is. So I think those are things that we just have to remember and be sensitive to uh, these children who are in this very precarious situation. Imagine, well, you probably know if you're a pastor's wife, but your husband may know some boundaries. But imagine if all your business is always out in the street over the pulpit, you know, your mistakes, your dirty room, all these things are out in the public, <laughs> um, so to speak. That can be hard for, some, for a kid at the age of really being embarrassed, highly sensitive, um, that kind of thing. That can be very hard for them. So just be sensitive is all I'm saying. Be careful with these little peanut people that we brought into this world and that your pastor and his wife brought into the world. I also think um, it's important that our kids know that the church is to be revered. I, I really think even when they're young, again, they may see the challenge and the sacrifice of things, but um, I'll tell you, I'll just give you the honest, real deal. Um, one of the beautiful leaders in our Sunday school class came and got me one day, and I think my son was maybe 11 when it happened, um, and she said that he was being disrespectful in the Sunday school area, and th immediately, honey, I, I oh, that made me upset because um, the church has been so good to us, and not only that, we love that church. Those people are um, as part as much a part of my identity as um, people in my real my other outside life. I should say. I mean, that's my family. 
okay? I know them. I see them. I see their ups. I see their downs. I um, know about them. They know about mine. And it's it's family. So I got mad. My, my initial thought was something close to rage. That was what I initially felt because I'm like, oh, this little stinker worm is not going to go in and mistreat my family um, because I know how kids can be, okay? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my baby, and I protect him too, but I know how children can be. And so I was like, oh, we're not going to start this. And that's another thing. I think so many things happen, and parents do not um, squelch it, and then it, it becomes a pattern. It starts happening all of the time. So I'm like, this is not going to happen here. So if this is the first time this is happening, it's going to be the last. So I met with these um, school leaders, Sunday school leaders, and they told me what he said. And really what he said to me was no more different than how his father um, teaches him to be a critical thinker. Um, basically, he asked, um, um, what, what is your training to be a Sunday school teacher? And that's what he asked someone. And it really hit them hard. But it angered me because I felt like it was out of line. It was, he's a child. And there's two things in this world that I, I'll just say one thing that I think we have forgotten is that children are children. Adults are adults. You don't question an adult in an in a, um, unsavory way. Now, I do teach him if someone disrespects you to the point of humiliation, you come get me. You know, then you can say, no, stop. Don't hit me. Don't touch me. You can do that. But in terms of something like this, that, that was unsavory to me. And, and un I didn't accept that. But here's the thing. I did, and, and then the people that saw my reaction probably thought I had lost my mind because I did go, I was aggressive, and I went hard because I needed to send a strong message that you don't do this. You don't disrespect adults, right? And But here's the funny thing. The funny thing is he was really doing what we taught him to do. And his dad, who is a very, very smart man, I mean, seriously, one of the reasons I married my husband is because he's so incredibly smart. Now, don't get me wrong, he's cute too. <laughs> Very handsome. But his intellect is stellar. And um, I can have a conversation with him and really engage. And I love that. Um, and a history buff. I mean, those kind of things. Okay, I'm going too far. But you know what I mean. I love the man and he's awesome. But we taught my son to value education and to value training. And that people in the media that just get up and start talking, that doesn't make them authorities just because they can get up and talk, right? I'm a, I'm a blogger. That doesn't make me an authority because I get up and blog. Everything I say is not Bible. I mean, I tell you that I don't know everything and I'm not perfect. If you've heard any of my other podcasts, you've heard me say at some point, I'm not perfect. I'm just hoping to share my experience and encourage people like me uh, with the encouragement that I kind of wished I had found. Um, and being an African-American woman, um, I kind of had wished I'd heard it sometimes of these things from an African-American woman. I'm so grateful for the um, women who are emerging, the Pris Priscilla Shires and the women of color who are emerging. Because when I was in my 20-something, I didn't hear much of that. I heard like Juanita Bynum and people like that, but I didn't relate as much to that because I had already moved away from this place of legalism. And so some of that stuff people were saying was... Um, not so much based on theology, sound theology, as it was on legalistic behavior. So I didn't like any of that. But I, I'm, I'm blogging and, and, and podcasting because I want to be an encouraging, positive voice for women who look like me. So I don't know everything. So in this world of all of these people like me <laughs> who are broadcasting, podcasting, publishing, all of that, we want our child to know 
that there are education processes. Find out where people are getting their information. We say that all the time. You know, because this generation of millennials and the ones coming up behind them, what are they, the Ys, X, I think it's Generation X, Y, I don't know. Um, but they are coming up with such a plethora of information. I've taught that joker. Challenge it. My husband has too. Is it, is it sound? Does it make sense? <laughs> what is the source? Where did the source come from? Um, that kind of thing. So really, I ended up having to go back to him, my husband and I both, and saying, you know what? You didn't do anything wrong, but maybe the tone of what you did was wrong. But we want you to continue to not take things, especially in faith, especially in the faith circles. Don't just take what everybody says and think it's it. It's okay to find out where did you get your training? How did you get your training? And, you know, in a perfect world, the person may have said, you know what? I got my training from the School of Hard Knocks honey, I've been breathing longer than you, I have experiences you couldn't fathom, and plus, I got training as a Sunday school teacher, so shut up. You know, I kind of wish you would have said something like that, but that's neither here nor there. I still love her, and I love the way they handled it. They came and got me. That's my ideal. But here's the thing. Preacher's kids are under such a scrutiny to be perfect, to look, and I'm saying in quotes, to look perfect, to act perfect, to do things, to be up front, to be this, to be that. And it seems like everybody has their hopes and dreams for a young person, and they wrap them all up into a PK. And it's so unfair, because all children are different. And here's the thing. The reason that a lot of people belong to the church that they belong to is because the pastor and leadership are so amazingly amazing, right? Um, the pastor can dissect the word and preach it and deliver it in a way that challenges and adds to your life. Now, how can he do that? He does that because he takes time away from his children. He sacrifices often his children and his family so he can travel to learn, so he can um, study for hours on end, okay? And so the people that are getting the biggest flack, these PKs, are the people that are sacrificing the most so that you can get what you want in your church growth experience. Think about that. So I feel like, if anything, the PKs should be treated wonderfully. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And I didn't think about this until I had one. Um, they should be treated, I should say too, um, they should be treated, I think, with the best care and love. Because they are giving up so much so that you can have a, a pastor that visits you. So you can have a pastor that counsels you. So that you can have a pastor that teaches you a word that's not just surface, right? Surface scripture. But it's actually filled with death and beauty and, 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 and facts. Okay? So the PKs, in my opinion, should be loved, <laughs> adored. And have the most bit of patience. Because think about it. Sometimes if these kids are acting up, they're acting up because you're taking their dad away all the time. Okay? So be patient with them and love on them. Okay? Even if, if their faces may not know it yet or say it <laughs> or enjoy it, um, love on them. You know what? Someone sent my, my niece a text. And my, my, I want you to know my son's super quiet. But someone sent us a text. Sent my niece a text. And she can forward it to us. That my son, something bad had happened to one of the kids in the, ch the junior church. And that my son prayed with him. On his own. By himself. 
and I guess the kid may have told the mother or something, I don't know, and it got back to us. And so that's what I'm wanting to cultivate. And that's what I feel like the Sunday school people, the junior church people are building in him, that kind of young man. They're building that. I mean, they're making it happen for us. But I also think that in some circles that PKs are getting a hard time that they don't deserve. Um, I love that Marvine, one of our church members, said yesterday, she said, I um, saw your little boy, your son, and I hugged him. I, I, wait, I said hi to him, and he waved. And I said, come on, give me a hug. And she hugged him. And she said, and he gave a little smile. And I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what, he's old enough now, you know, to say no thank you. But, and he's been empowered to say no thank you. But this is somebody he has loved since he was a little peanut because she fed him candy all the time and she gave him love all the time. And I feel like she's representative of the type of love that I want for him. Um, so is this deacon in our church that works with the young people. Um, so is Miss Keisha who organizes it. I could go on and on. Um, and a lot of these people never listen because I don't think they know I have this podcast. But I, I just feel like those kids have to rest on our heart. So if you're a church member, please be sensitive to those babies, okay? It, they, they are making an ultimate sacrifice, oftentimes without the developmental capacity to understand why. The pastor's wives, we're grown. So we're making the sacrifice, but we're fully aware why we're making it. And in some cases, we kind of chose it, <laughs> you know, but they were born into it. Be kind to them. Be loving to them. Be patient to them. So I want to tell you, number one, don't don't just know that they're not community property. Don't feel like you can just say anything to them. Don't feel like, and do like Miss Keisha did. Come and get the mother. If you have a problem with that child, that's not your place to correct them that much. You know what I mean? Go get the parent. Um, just because it's a preacher's kid and because there is so much that these kids sacrifice from, because so that you can have what you have in your faith life. So, um, ideally, yeah, little little infractions, yeah, maybe speak up. But ideally, come get that parent. You know what I mean? And that's that child's safe place. And then work out the situation there. But don't feel like you can just say anything you want to these children. It's not fair. I've heard the same thing from Deacon's children um, at my church, that people have these higher expectations of them, and they feel that they can speak to them in any kind of way. Another thing I've heard is that other kids are often jealous of preacher's kids. And um, they deal with that too. So come on, you know, uh, be wise in how you handle them. Be wise. Number two, pastor's wives, don't you apologize for protecting your children. You know, especially when they're little peanuts. Um, don't feel bad about saying, oh, she doesn't want to go to you. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, that kind of thing. Don't, don't do that. Um, I remember my, my little one, I never had any problem with him protecting himself. One of the most beautiful mothers that I loved at our church, and the seniors at our church are called mothers, um, like Mother you know, Jones, Mother so-and-so. She came up and kissed my little boy, and he had his little passy in his mouth, and she kissed him on his cheek, and I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but he slapped the taste out of her mouth. <laughs> And it was, it's not funny, but he slapped her before I could even catch his hand. I didn't even know it was coming. And he was that young. And so from then on, I thought, man, I got to try to protect this kid because 
he don't like people that he didn't know. And so, um, and that, that proved to be true. So don't apologize for protecting your kids from the masses. And um, you might be saving yourself a very embarrassing situation when you do. <laughs> because some kids will tell you, leave me alone. You know, I don't want to talk to you. You know, that kind of thing. And so you can avoid that by kind of being a buffer. Um, between them and the, the public and this is your church family but for them it's the public also I remember having that conversation with my boy that although you know people from church we don't really know them so you don't get into cars with them you don't go into hiding places with them or secret places and be alone with them be and I'm sorry that this we have to say this right in this sad that we have to actually have that conversation in this day but not even in this day um, pedophiles have been around forever but it's very confusing for children. So again, don't be careful how you handle them. If you're with a child, honestly, best practice, you should never be alone with a child in a private set place. A room alone with a child should never happen. Um, I, I'm a nonprofit um, uh, executive, really, and not, I say, say trainer. And I will tell you that it's illegal and against policy not by land land law, but it's against policy in youth settings for you to be alone with a child. And that's to protect the adult and the child. So why do we think we can do it in church settings? So you should never be alone with a child. Um, and if you are, you know, it's probably out of innocence. Stop it. Because a child can say anything happened and you have no one to back you up. And then you could be put in a position. And then also, it's just not safe for that child. So... I think that um, it's important for us to allow children to know that just because we go to church with them, we don't really know them, you know. And my, I remember my little boy asked me, and he would challenge me, but I know Deacon so-and-so. I said, where does he live? I don't know. What does the inside of his house look like? I don't know. What kind of food does he like? I don't know. Where did he grow up? I don't know. Does he have children? Um, I don't know. And I said, you don't know him. You know him on the surface by what we see once or twice a week. So you do not get in a car with him. You do not get in a car with her. You don't know her. We have to protect our kids. This is real talk. Okay? So, church member, you're going to be kind, gentle, pray, compassionate for this child. Moms and dads, it's okay to protect your children. Okay? It's nothing wrong with that. It is nothing wrong with that. So I say that um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I've heard nobody talk about this. Nobody. And it needs to be talked about because our kids are um, Christian kids. Look at the Barnum report. They're leaving, they're leaving the church. And I think PKs probably at a higher rate are leaving the church. All right. So um, I, I know I say one more thing. I have a friend who's a former PK and that church wounded her so that she doesn't hardly go now and um, the people wounded her so and the way they handle things um, so yeah be careful with these babies I feel like to some degree we're going to be held accountable for them when we stand before the Lord all right thanks for listening God bless you give me your feedback if there I don't know how you're listening to this but I would love to know what you think okay I love you God bless you. And you know what? Another thing. I may. I think I'm going to do a post and embed this on MarriedToAPastor.com. So I would love to hear your comments on that blog post. It's going to come soon. Thanks God for listening. Be sure to find me on YouTube at Godsy Girl Terry, as well as on Facebook 
at Godsy Girl Living Life His Way. And don't forget Instagram. There you can find me at Married to a Pastor Life. God bless you. Be sure to subscribe, hit the four stars below, and let me know how this is blessing you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.